The Small Business Show, episode number 104 for Wednesday, February 1st, 2017. And welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show by, for, and about small business owners here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Concord, California, I'm Shannon Jean. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Good. Uh, we had a few days of sun out here. Now we're back into uh, the barrage of anti-drought weather, which is great. Oh, Very that's good. To, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So That's good. Yeah, hey, um, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about a post that I uh, uh, submitted up on Reddit in the small business uh, subreddit, as they're called. And, you know, we got a bunch of responses. And, you know, one of the responses was from uh, David Oliva from RD Appliances, uh, Appliance Service. And I have to say, uh, the response I got was, so well written and so detailed that I know this guy's, you know, if he isn't already, he's going to be a massive success. And uh, I thanks David for joining uh, us today on the Small Business Show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I read through your stuff and I was like, oh man, this is just perfect. The kind of person that <laughs> that uh, we want to talk to on the show and, you know, share your story. And um, so, Give us a little history, uh, you know, about your business and, and and your involvement. I know it's a multi-generational business, which we've just started to explore recently. And um, give us give us the spiel. Okay, so um, my father's uncle, my great uncle, started the business in 1963. Uh, officially, he was working doing appliance repairs in uh, in Queens uh, before that, but he officially started the business in 1963, and uh, he was solo until. Um, until about the late 70s when my father started working with him. And uh, it was the two of them until about 2002, uh, my uncle retired and I came on uh, just as a technician training with my father. And uh, from there, um, you know, I learned the business. I became a better technician. And over the past few years, I've been taking care of more of the business end. And my father's been stepping back because he's, he's about ready to retire. Sure. Sure. That that makes sense. So as a, you know, multi-generational business owner, you know, how, how was that transition from coming on board and, you know, talk if you, if you can for, you know, a little bit about what, what you had to take on. Cause it's not just, I would imagine about becoming the technician. It's also learning all the other aspects of, of running the business. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there wasn't really all that much to transition because initially, like I said, it was just a very small company. It was just uh, me and my father. Right. Um, so it's not like I had to convince a board to, t- to take, you yeah, know, uh, sure. to take orders from me or anything like that. Um, it was more about, you know, learning the accounting and just, you know, money coming in, money going out paying for parts. Uh, so there wasn't all that much to it. It was run very much as a very casual old fashioned type of business. So, uh, the yeah. transition was more about me learning about business than taking over what was already being done. Ah, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And, and you talked in, in the email that you sent me, you know, about, uh, how you had a different vision for, you know, the business, uh, you know, going forward and t- 
talk about that a little bit, you know, without that vision. Yeah. My, my father and his uncle never really had any ambition to make it a larger company. Uh, mm-hmm. they're happy with, you know, just being a one man operation, which is great. It, you know, it keeps sure. everybody fed and it's, uh, it's easier to do. Say, um, yeah, there, there's, this, there's, there's some beauty in that simplicity for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're only responsible for yourself. You don't have to worry about employees or anything. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot easier, but, um, you know, my, my wife and I discussed some things and we decided that we'd like to, you know, to have a larger business, um, long-term thinking of retirement, you know, it's hard to retire from a single person operation. Um, yeah, well, you know, the, the plan just thus far has been to create your successor. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, right. Exactly. So, um, you know, I don't know what my children are going to want to do. So I would like to have uh, a functioning business that can run without me, uh, that I can retire from and still, you know, have some sort of an income. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And and you work with your wife, is, is, is that right? I do. My wife is the office manager. She handles the phones and the scheduling, parts ordering, nice. uh, dealing with any customer issues. Yeah. We're going to have to have you back on sometime. We'll do a, a show about working with spouses because uh, I work with my spouse too. It just, just, just came to me. It's like, oh yeah, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of nuances there to make. Yeah, there's successful. a lot to it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I do enjoy it. It's, it's a yeah. nice thing. That's well, yeah, it's nice That's to be great. able to spend, you know, more than just the evening t- together and to have some common ground. I, right, I, exactly. I work with my spouse, too, and it's it's the same kind of thing. It's it's great. Yeah, we had a, yeah, we had a guy on the show uh, last month, um, and one of the, co- the, the terms he used that I really have been thinking a lot about, uh, he used the term thought partner. Uh, <laughs> to talk about his spouse. And I was like, man, that really encompasses so much. Yeah, uh, that's a great uh, term. Yeah, because, you know, you're, you're like, like you said, you're uh, working with your spouse, talking about expanding the business, making sure she's on board and it's going to be, you know, part of that whole process. So, uh, yeah, that, that's I, yeah, I it's just a very valuable partner. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. That's great. She's going to be listening, of course, too. So oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so. so- Go ahead. No, I was going to say you, you've talked about expanding the business. Where, how, how far have you gone with that? Have you put any plans into action or anything that, that would, would set this up or is, is this still just in the planning phases? No, no. Uh, yeah. So we recently hired a third technician. Hmm. Well, well, aside from my father and I, so sure, sure, a, a new a new person in the business. So that's yeah. that's our initial expansion. We've contracted yeah. with um, with the manufacturer to do warranty work for them, and um, as a side to that, they send us a lot of other referral work. We are in the process of contracting with another manufacturer to do warranty work for them, and uh, so the business is coming in and is more. It's really more than we can handle at the moment. So um, we are probably going to be hiring another technician within the next year or so it's just it's difficult to find someone uh always that's that's reliable and responsible yeah sure well yeah because you're you're for the first time ever this is a business now that has non-family employees exactly yeah yeah it's a whole nother uh uh, i mean it's a whole nother opportunity but another set of issues that you've got to you know tackle well, it's a nice challenge. Uh, that was one. That was another reason why uh, I was interested in expanding the business because I've been a technician for 15 years and I'm fairly good at it. Uh, so, not that I've lost interest, but uh, you know, in general, I think once you once you really kind of master something, it it loses its appeal a little bit. So, I thought it would be a nice challenge to now try to run a business as opposed to just being a technician. Yep. Oh yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I will say this um, as someone who has has been through various 
changes that I've imposed on myself. And then, of course, the changes that just get imposed upon you, at, you know, at some point, you, you you know, the business works for you and then and then you work for the business, you know, as it as it grows and you work for your employees. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and that's a good thing. But um, it, be aw- I'll just say this. Be aware of that itch at some point that might make you want to get back into being a technician. It sounds like you still are at this point. So I am. Yeah. yeah so, so you haven't really separated from it. You just, you're just adding things to keep the challenge level high. That's probably one of the, one of the smartest ways to do it because it, it, you wouldn't have done it for 15 years. If at some level you didn't enjoy it and, and don't lose sight of that is, is oh, really the no, only advice I mean, that I would yeah. have. Yeah. I very much enjoy being a technician. And I don't think I will ever completely cut that out because yeah. I do like it. I, I can't see myself just being in an office all day. It's mm. not something I can do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it's an easy thing to have happen as you <laughs> it grow. Is. Yep. It is. I, could, uh, I get that. <laughs> yeah, you become – because basically what happens is as you add people um, – because I, I have a service business as well, and you know we try to calculate out on a spreadsheet. Okay, if that opportunity is there, like you said, if you have more business than you can handle, if you plugged another technician in, you know what's the revenue they can then generate, mm-hmm. and and you know uh, in a perfect world it should just be okay. One tech does this, two does this, three does this. But the more you add. To Dave's point, do you become more of a manager, right? Uh, and and working on that. So yeah, keeping your finger in things is a, is a great way to uh, uh, you know keep that spark going and the things that you're really interested in. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's cool. So is that part of the, you know, you mentioned that you made some drastic changes a few, you know, a couple of years ago that increased, you know, business and uh, volume and profits and that kind of thing. Is that part of that, those changes? Uh, well, no, that's actually uh, a more recent change, which is huh? a result of the other changes, uh, you know, became necessary because of the other changes. Uh, so talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the things about this industry in general and, uh, specifically appliance repair is that, uh, we have a lot of really good technicians and very few people who know anything about running a business. Um, <laughs> which is, which is a big <laughs> yeah, that, point of yeah. failure for, for a lot sure. of small companies. Yeah. And so, uh, one of the organizations where a member of United Services Association, they put on um, annual and uh, yeah, annual annual conventions where they do training programs on technical and on business. So I attended some of the business courses and I got a lot of really good information from that. And uh, we put that information to use. So the first thing we did was we, for the first time ever, figured out how much it actually costs us to operate the business. And from there, we had a baseline said, well, okay, well, we're way undercharging. We need to raise our prices uh, just, yeah. I mean, like triple. We wow. had it wow. way up in price. And one of the yeah. one of the concerns was that we were going to lose a lot of customers because of that. And we did. We lost some. Mm-hmm. But the increase in prices, which allowed us to run the business properly, made the business that much better. And so then from there, because we were operating so much more efficiently and so much better and so much more professionally, the business just came. Just it just came. I almost it's unbelievable. It, it was almost like magic. It's just one day. It, we were so busy we couldn't even do all the work. Um, you know. So nice. some of the changes were going from people leaving messages on an answering machine like it used to be in the 60s and 70s, yeah, which were yeah. fine, to having someone actually answer the phones live. That right there probably doubled our, our business just immediately. Wow. Because how Makes often sense. are you going to leave a message for yeah. a service business? Just never. Nobody. Yeah, does you, need it, you need it now, right? You right, know, exactly. At least, at least talk so, to somebody now. So that, between answering the phones live and uh, pricing appropriately, uh, those were the two biggest changes that really made everything better from there. 
That's well, interesting. You know that, yeah, and it sounds so simple, but if you're in a, you know, you've been doing things a certain way for so long, uh, you know, pulling yourself out your comfort level and changing it up can be, you know, challenging. Yeah, it, it made us it made us pretty nervous uh, talking about the prices, and we did yeah. lose customers, but we gained uh, customers who were willing to pay what we need to charge. So how did, how did your dad feel about this kind of stuff? These changes when you were making them. Well, uh, you know, he was very nervous. He's a very conservative person. Uh, he was he was uh, apprehensive. But when we looked at the numbers, you know, we both said, well, this we have to do this or we're going to go out of business. Sure. OK, so, so that, that really was easier. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. It's it's this or nothing. So, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a challenge. I, I would say, you know, uh, many people, maybe most people, since, you know, our whole society is, you know, based on consumerism, are always expect prices to go down. And, you know, what I found, and you can probably, you know, uh, back me up on this, is that you, as a service business, your expenses are continually going up. Of course. Uh, yeah. You know, and then to have to go back and, and you know, keep raising those prices, it's, uh, uh, it can be, like you said, it can be challenging. But if you, you know, if you kept, uh, enough that you're making the same with less customers and then you brought in all new customers. That's mm-hmm. fantastic, man. Yeah. So we haven't had to raise prices over the last couple of years. You yeah. know, what, once we stabilize at what we actually need to operate the business properly, that's, that's been great. We haven't had to raise prices mm-hmm. uh, recently. So that's, that's good. cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, better to, to, to take the hit once and mm-hmm. go through that pain than, than to, you know, plan to raise prices every six months or every right. year or something crazy like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah pull it through that. So one of the other things you mentioned that really caught my eye because I have a service business and I know how this is, uh, you know, I used, we used to have highly trained and, you know, well compensated technicians and the average, an average repair cost might've been, you know, 500 to $700 when they're working on expensive laptops. And now they're working on, you know, iPhones and iPads that the average repair is a hundred bucks. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you had made a move towards upscale appliances and, um, Talk, talk about this and uh, if you will and how you uh, how you made that transition and has it been difficult and how, how it's worked out for you sure um, you know it's an interesting thing um, you know everybody talks about middle class disappearing and and that that really applies to appliances as well because the the larger manufacturers something somebody like Whirlpool or GE their trend is to lower prices on their machines a, a Whirlpool washing machine costs about the same today as it did 30 years ago so wow. Yeah. Uh, when you when you got to repair on a machine that costs five hundred dollars to buy new, very few people are going to invest three or four hundred dollars to repair it. It just doesn't make sense. Um, so yep. when you transition to the higher end appliances that might cost ten thousand dollars to replace, you, you can see how much easier it is to make a decision on whether or not to repair that appliance. So you can uh, the, number one, the labor rates are higher on on high end machines because you need more skill, you need more information, you need. Uh, you need more training, so you can charge a higher rate on the higher end appliances. And the other thing is that the people are willing to pay it because they have the money and they're they're paying for the convenience. They're willing to pay, you know, whatever you're charging. That's not to say you're going to charge unfairly, but they're willing to pay for the repair just to get it done because they don't want to be bothered to go out and go shopping. They have other things to do. The people that that purchase these type of appliances, they're busy people. They have a lot going on. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of stuff to do, and they're not interested in and haggling they just say yes fix it just do it yeah it just it makes it makes the business a little bit easier and the nice thing is those appliances uh they're they're more challenging they're more technically complex and uh for for me personally uh, it makes it a more enjoyable job 
uh, and generally working in a nicer environment because mm-hmm. it's you know generally yeah. a nicer home. Yeah. Uh, the one thing about it is the customers can be a little bit more difficult to deal with <laughs> what? Than, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. than your average customer. But sure, you know, we've we've worked that out and. Um, well, yeah, you it's, have to you have to be good with customer service, right? Yep. Yeah. This reminds me of I had a computer repair business for a long time, and and it was it absolutely exactly the same thing was true. You know, I could go and fix somebody's you know computer that that was this low end thing, and it was always that we were haggling over the price from day one. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was never it was never a pleasant experience. But you go the other end of the spectrum, and they're a little more demanding, but uh, as long as you're good at what you do and not overly egotistical about it, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you have to understand it, it, what I found going into those sorts of scenarios. It doesn't matter how great I am. The person that I am going to see has a bigger ego than me yeah. and I need I to cater to that. It, like that's just part of the deal. And if yeah. you, you know, if you, if you accept that going in then it's easy, it's no problem. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're That's we're true. fortunate in our in that our service area here on Long Island is, you know, pretty pretty well stocked with with wealthy people. So that keeps yep. the high end business a little bit more easier to do. I know, I know technicians and business business owners in other parts of the country, and they they can't get that high end work because it doesn't exist. It's not there in such density uh-huh. as as it's here. Yeah, That's a good I, point. I grew fortunate. up I grew up across the sound from where you are, so oh, okay. I, I know the That's... area. I was in Norwalk, so I know the area. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, and, and I don't think you can put too fine of a point on this. That is a critical thing to identify instead of chasing these, you know, sub $500 appliances where people are just like, hey, I don't want to spend any money, you know, going after that higher end. And, and in addition, it really helps distinguish you from the other people that uh, other uh, repair places that can't work on that product. Exactly. Uh, you know, and the, yeah, you and, have to be my, the best at what you do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It seems to me in, you know, the way the kind of the whole world is going is he, he, the people in the top 10% of whatever field you're in will do phenomenally well. And then the other 90% are like fighting over the scraps of this, you know, uh, lower end disposable type of product, especially for the service industry. You know, if you really know what you're doing, you're certified, you're highly trained, you can you know, get that premium uh, the price for your for your service. I, Absolutely, I, I commend you for recognizing that, man. That, oh, I really you. think that's the future. You know, for for all of us. Um, it, it, well, it, I mean, it is. Yeah, I, and I know, I know a lot of, uh, like I said, I know a lot of local technicians. We get together monthly for uh, sort of a you know uh, brainstorming session, mm-hmm. and uh, they they don't like to work on those appliances yeah. uh, because they don't want to put in the effort to to learn how they work. They're, they're more complex. They don't want to deal with those people. And as, as a result, they, they often refer a lot of that work to my company, which is great. But yep. for them, it's not really working out because I see their businesses declining and they're constantly talking about how they're not busy enough. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and yet they're giving you work. with business. Yeah. Well, right. Because they don't, yeah. they just, for whatever reason, they're not interested in doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's more difficult. You got to challenge yourself. You, right. You're going to have to get, you know, your new employee and future employees. They're going to have to get trained. They're going to have to do those things. And, and it is that's challenging. That's the hard part. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Uh, well, I just spent last week four days in New Jersey at uh, Mila headquarters. Mila is a German appliance manufacturer. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they make just the top of the line stuff. So I spent four days there at, at one of their training programs on all their new you know, their new products. So that's, that's a lot of time to invest in, in training on just one brand of product, Yeah, but it's necessary. 
Yeah. Well, I think all the low hanging fruit is gone, <laughs> you know, as far as all for all of our service businesses, uh, you know, people are really, you know, uh, focused on price. Mm-hmm. It, those are the folks. I mean, I tell our people here, if the first question out of a, a potential customer's mouth is how much is it? Right. That it probably is not our customer. You know, you want the customer exactly. that can you, what's the experience going to be like? Are you really highly trained? Have you been around a long time? So if, if there's a problem, you're going to take care of me. That's the customer you really want. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know when, when people call up uh, to just to question how much the diagnostic fee is, you, you can tell almost right yeah. away whether That's or not right. they're going to be willing to pay for a repair. And so yep. we, we try to weed that out before we even go there because we don't want to have to send a technician out and then have to argue about the price or something like that. That's not something That's right. we're interested in doing. Yeah, and that is the beauty of, I mean, I come from an industry that always did free diagnostics, right? Mm. And, you know, probably about five years ago, I was like, look, we just cannot do this because everybody's using our service and then... <laughs> Doing something else with it. Oh, I'll fix right. it myself. Now that yeah. you told me what's wrong with it, I'll fix it myself. Exactly. You know, so charging that uh, a, a good amount that gets them, there's some skin in the game, you mm-hmm. weed those people out. They right. just, oh, I don't want to pay that. Okay, no problem. You know, sure. But, right. Uh, it's nothing personal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the way we have to run our business. And, right. you know, I, I always ask them, so what do you do for a living? And what do you guys charge? And, you know, you, it, it quickly people are like, oh, yeah, I'm an attorney and I charge this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're haggling over paying a right. you know, $125 diagnosis fee. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So, hey, so on the show, one of the, you know, we're big fans of mistakes uh, in the sense that they teach you such valuable lessons. And w- one of the questions we always ask, uh, our guests that come on is, you know, what's the best mistake you've ever made in the sense of w- what did you learn from the most uh, in, in your business? Yeah, I had to think about that question. Um, I, I've made a, I've made a ton of technical mistakes over the past 15 years, but I don't really think that's what you're asking. Uh, as far as no business mistake, um, the biggest one was uh, not knowing how workers comp insurance works. Oh, and so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we got very busy. We were making more money. And then at the end of that first year, we got a giant bill from the insurance company. And we said, well, what is this? And they said, oh, well, you know, workers' comp is a percentage of the payroll and all that. And uh, this is what you owe. And so we, you know, we didn't know that going in. And we had relied on someone we were working with, you know, an accountant. And she said, no, you know, everything is fine. You don't need to change anything, which is obviously not true. Yes. So, So that was our biggest financial mistake. And what I learned from that was... I simply cannot trust uh, just blindly what, you know, what advisors, accountants or, you know, eh, lawyers or anybody are telling yeah. me without actually verifying it for myself. Yeah, that's true. And and I would argue that one of the best decisions to ever make is once you start getting employees is to get a good payroll company yeah. that can, you know, really keep you educated and pull out that workers comp over time. Uh, and so you, you know, and you, you know, cause yeah, that's a huge, uh, yeah, it was, a huge <laughs> it was thing. Yeah. not, not a nice thing to happen. Yeah, no, that's great. It, it reminds me of similar. We, we had a guest on, I think last year and they were talking about the inventory. If you're in the inventory or business where you're stocking lots of inventory, well, at mm-hmm. the end of the year, you know, there's going to be some, some taxes due on that stuff. And you're often you get, you're like, well, Hey, wh- where, where's the cash for that? But it's right. sitting out in your warehouse. Cause you bought all this inventory, you know? Uh, so it's, a, it's yeah, a fortunately we don't stock too much inventory uh, on cool. hand. Just, we keep what we need on the trucks and that's about So it. if you go out and do this diagnosis on like a high end, uh, mealy, you know, uh, uh, dishwasher, or something like that. 
And you know you need the parts, so you, you have to order those parts and then make a second trip? Is that how it works? Uh, sometimes it works that way. What we yeah. try to do is to get the model number and a good description of the problem ahead of time. And um, because we're so busy, we're generally scheduling calls out about two or three days. Okay. So we can then order the parts we think we need so we can bring them with us and try to common, get them one shot. Yeah. Common things that, that typically fail. Right. And of course, we stock common parts on the truck anyway, but we can do what they call pre-diagnosis, which I is you know, just getting a description of the problem, reading through the service manual or reading the, the fault codes and saying, well, it could be one of these four things. So we're just going to bring all of these things and then our parts supplier will take them back if we don't need them. Oh, that's pretty and, good. Okay. Yeah, that make, that's great. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to dig too deep in the specifics, but uh, I'm curious, um, do you do any business with like the home, the big home warranty uh, providers no. out there covering appliances? We don't. That's something I have zero interest in doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, tell me why. I'm sure I think I have yeah, an idea. Yeah, but, I think hey, you know why. Uh, they Number one, they don't pay well at all. Yeah. Uh, they're notoriously difficult to deal with. And uh, if you do get involved with them, uh, from what I've heard from people who work with them is if you get paid at all, it could take a month or two or three to actually get that check. Uh, they're constantly trying to uh, drive down the price that they're going to pay you for a repair. Right. It's just, you know, it, it's one thing if you're getting started and you need work or your business is not really doing well, I could see it has value uh, for, for something like that. But with, with as much business as we have, I don't want to deal with that headache. I mean, they're paying, they pay per job about half of what we charge for a diagnosis. Yeah, so sure. it doesn't, it's just not. Yeah. Well, again, you know, one of the most critical things for a small business owner is to identify where you really are making your your profit, not just not just revenue, but, you know, what are your you know, or who are your best customers? What are your best markets? All that kind of stuff. So uh, recognizing that and like you have is is fantastic. You know, uh, many of us that go through you know, well, maybe your previous generations through decades, not really having the, even the time, especially if you're a self-employed, yeah. you know, you're just hustling all day long to pay the bills and trying to do bookkeeping, I imagine at night and that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. being able to step back and, and to think about those things is really what will make the, the next uh, generation of your business successful, I think. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things we had to account for in, in time. I, I do most of the calls currently because the new technician we hired is still in training. So he does a little uh-huh. bit. My father's stepping back a little bit cause he's older. Yeah. So I do a lot of them, but we had to decide that I have to, I can only schedule so many calls per day because I need at least this much time per week to do business related things. And uh, sure, you know, I can't schedule 12 hours of uh, service calls and yeah. then come home and take care of the business. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You really need to be able to work on the business, not exactly. in it you right. know, all the whole time. And then mm-hmm. the old e-myth, you know, thing. Right. So, uh, you know, we, we talk about as small business owners, you know, measuring success and what's successful, you know, and, and cash is king and, you know, profits, that kind of stuff. But I think all of us have different ways that we measure success. Um, you know, w- w- what's your real measure of success for for your company now or maybe going forward well i would i would like to be considered the best at what we do um that's That's (laughs) i know that's sort of an ambitious goal that's perfect but that that's what drives me i'm i'm somewhat of a perfectionist Uh, i like to refine everything i do as far as my myself or my hobbies or whatever i'm interested in i like to try to get it just get it done the best that i can so sure perfecting the business, perfecting the technical aspect and perfecting the, the business side. That's, that's what I'm interested in doing. So that's, 
I suppose I could tangibly measure that with uh, reviews from customers or how much money mm-hmm. is coming in. But ultimately, you know, aside from the financial aspect, I just I want to be the best at what we do. Yeah. So that means no, we sense. just don't have any time to to not you know to not practice, to not train, to not keep up to date. It's just. Yeah, you can't be complacent and uh, you got to develop these systems that are going to continually, you know, uh, push you towards being the best, whether it's at training or, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I think it's uh, it's critically important. And I think you're on that. I mean, you found me or I found you in the up in the Reddit, you know, small business area. So I imagine, you know, you may be like me where you're up there at night kind of poking around, reading things, looking for tips and tricks and trying to just absorb yourself on. Well, I'm very much interested in other people's experiences with their business, because even if it's an unrelated field, you can learn a lot from things that other people have done. Yeah. Um, I mean, the small business forum on Reddit is great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I would I would encourage anyone that's, you know, listening now is to to jump up there and, uh, you know, you can ask questions. I mean, it's just a just a great place and you meet some great, uh, great people that just happen to own small businesses. And who knows, you may be helping them out as well, you know, answering answering questions. Um, So uh, one of the last things I want to ask is, uh, you know, hindsight is awesome. uh, And we constantly look back and things If, if you could give yourself now that you've been around doing the business for so long if you give yourself one bit of advice that uh you could have would have liked to have told yourself when you were just getting started what what would that be i think it would be to not underestimate the value of your skill Uh, whatever skill it is that you have uh, it may not seem as valuable to you as it is to other people because uh, something that seems simple to you because you've been doing for so long you I, i would say that you might tend to uh, underestimate saying, you know, well, uh, this is, this is such a simple repair for me. I've, you know, I can do it with my eyes closed. So why should I be charging X yeah. amount of dollars for it? Um, yep. I, I think that's something else. And I'm sure it applies to other small businesses as well. But I know in this industry, again, with single owner operators, uh, that's tends to be what happened. And they, people, all of them. I mean, I, I would it's, say that that's the whole crux of not charging enough is you feel like, well, this is something easy. I want I'm a good guy, right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you will, oh, it's, uh, I feel bad charging this kind of thing. And, and, and that's, uh, you know, I, I really would argue that most small business owners have that good thing inside of them that actually hurts them. Uh, you know, well, what I found is that though, so charging appropriately and properly valuing your skills actually allows you to serve your customers better. Yep. Because now yeah. you have money to invest in training and correct tools and you know, whatever it is that you need to run the business better. Yeah, you're not you just that, that, that scrappy, skilled guy that, that can get it done. Now you can do it really the right way. Yep. Uh, correct. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. These are, these are such great tips uh, of you know recognizing your, your skill and uh, all that stuff. It's fantastic. And you know I, I really appreciate you coming on today and talking about things with us because all these things are to your point across the spectrum of business owners no matter what you're in these things are all applicable and uh you know my my dream is for you know some somebody's gonna be listening to this show uh, whenever tonight or a year from now or five years from now and you know feel inspired and like, the oh, small I, business I, show is the number one show to listen to in your truck on the way to and from calls i hear <laughs> there you go it, it should is, be it required <laughs> listening i was listening to it this morning <laughs> there you go that's yeah, awesome yeah that's perfect you know so and again i i really appreciate you coming on um you know what's the best way for for folks to learn more about your business and uh, the services that you offer you can just go to our website which is rdappliance.service.com and from there you have links to our blog our phone number our faq page uh the history of the business all all sorts of information 
Nice. That's great. Well, we've really enjoyed having you on. Dave, you have any more questions for David? No, this has been fantastic. It's just been a blast yeah. listening. Actually, it's been a blast listening to both of you talk. You know, there's just, I mean, having been in the service business and now kind of doing some different stuff, you know, it's there's a million things that, that we can all learn from each other. And I, I love it. Thank you so much, yeah, David. Too. This has been great. Man. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we wish you the best of luck on your journey, man. You're, you're, you're definitely doing the right things. All right, thanks. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Folks, awesome. you can uh, you can find uh, David at uh, rdappliance.service.com. You can find us at uh, businessshow.co. And then, of course, our Facebook small business support group at uh, businessshow.co slash Facebook. We look forward to hearing all of your stories over there. It's a fun place to be. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you keep doing whatever you can do to keep living that charmed life. Thank you, David, for being on the show. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.